Good evening, November Foxtrot. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hi, Andy. How are you? It is amazing. Long time no speak. Yes, yes. <laughs> for, uh, for those that haven't uh, been aware, then please, please feel free to go and have a look at the UCAL podcast, uh, which was on last night. It was very exciting. Was. Turns really out my good. microphone crapped out right at the beginning, so uh, <laughs> I apologise because I already realised after the show. But uh, yeah, it was good fun. It's good fun. It's a good podcast going, actually. To be fair, it, it was. was. Uh, it was. It was nice, as you said, being on like the other side of it, like um, having the chance to, I guess, relax a bit, bit more. But at the same time, we both felt very nervous. <laughs> oh yeah, I was really nervous. <laughs> so uh, we are joined tonight by Philip Dunn. We've got Marky Mark in the house. Harry Badger, Blackbeard. Hello, evening, guys. James McNary, Pony Tony, Landav Challenge, Daz. Lance will be joining us, um, apparently. We're not quite sure why he isn't here yet, uh, but he's on our, on his way. Hopefully. Yes. How are you, Andy? How has your week been? Oh, my week's been fine. Um, I've spoken to you every day so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good or bad thing? Yeah. Looking forward to tomorrow, where I don't have to be sat at the computer. <laughs> I'm just going to ring you. No, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, I really need a Teams conference with you because I just need to see you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, we're going to be talking about Winter Milsim and How to Stay Warm Part 2 tonight. So we've obviously covered Part 1 last week. Um, we weren't 100% sure what we were going to be doing tonight, but then had a brainwave chat between the three of us and we decided that we could probably, you know, I think there's things that we've missed off. We can definitely include some more stuff. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. It is cold. Win winter's coming. That would be a good quote. They should put that in a movie or something. Yeah, or a series. Yeah. <laughs> should we roll into the news? Yes, let's roll into the news. News. So, major bit of news I'd like to share. Uh, bring to the table, as it will. The ATF, uh, the Bureau of Alco uh, Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives, so I guess the ATFE, um, they have banned commercial pyrotechnics in the States, mm. which is a massive bummer for airsofters in America. <laughs> uh, this includes, obviously, all pyrotechnics, such as Mark 5s. Um, yeah. Basically, there were some previous exemptions uh, for things like Mark 11, 12, and 13 devices, Mark 10s, smoke grenades, confetti bombs, powder, emergency smoke devices, Mill X smokes, and things like that. But they have all been banned, all of them. So even Mark 5s and stuff like that? Like even the Mark 5s and 3s? Yep. As far as I'm aware. Now, it specifically says M11, 12, and 13. So I don't know what category Mark five grenades come under but i mean we're talking ball grenades wire pull paint grenades smoke signals electrical smokes devices um so yeah oh. it worries me a little bit to be fair yeah because i don't see that being something that couldn't happen in the uk i think there's a big push at the moment for especially around this time of year for fireworks to be banned and I can quite happily see, I say quite happily, I, I, as in, oh, here he is. 
Hello, Lance. Hey. Hello. 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 <laughs> Sorry, had a bit of a had a bit of a gremlin in the system. Nothing I could do about it. Um, my hands. No, that's fine. Everybody. We're just talking about the news that the ATF have banned commercial pyrotechnics in America. How are we all? Um, bad. Can you hear? No, him? he's gone. Um, excellent. Uh, so the the thing is, I I can quite happily convince myself that that's the sort of thing that would happen in the UK. I think with the ban to push uh, the the push to ban fireworks in the UK, every year people are complaining about fireworks and sort of calling for. Mm-hmm noiseless fireworks and things like that. And it wouldn't really be too hard of a push for the government to go, okay, fine. We're not selling pyrotechnics to the general public anymore. There's health and safety concerns. You know, there's idiots out there that use them in places they shouldn't be. Um, And it just causes a bit of a problem. So I think with pyrotechnics and stuff like that, that would be lumped under the same thing as fireworks. And it's a potential risk. Tag rounds, mortar rounds, everything like that could all go. Yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for Lance. Staring at me. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a shock. Sorry. Um, I. I can. I. I completely missed. Um. Miss. I completely missed all of that. So yeah. Uh, we were talking about the pyro bands. Uh. Over in the. States. Andy, you were here, so you answer the question. I don't know. I've literally just got here, mate. Don't <laughs> stare at me. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say hello. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is a bit concerning, definitely. Um, I don't think... I did that bit. <laughs> I, I, I think we've got... I'm hoping that our government would have a bit more of a, a sensible outtake on things because uh, like we all know the ATF have got a bit of a reputation of uh, knee-jerk reactions um, and instead of actually going into details, they just carpet ban everything in one hit um just seems a bit strange that it's come out the blue there was no warning for them uh so hopefully it's something that uh like the airsoft community over in america is quite large and i'm hoping it's something that uh, they can sort out i mean it'd be interesting to see how how they get around that because uh yeah the atf from obviously all the the jokes and stuff that we see online are quite mind furish. Yeah. Apparently, sorry, I'm just reading into it at the same time. So, uh, it's the open memo only really craters the catalog of Third Light Limited, uh, a brand in the states, with the EM55 Milex and EL55 and EG67 P frags. Um, TLSFX only loses the M10, M11, M12, and M13. Some Patriot gear and smoke loses the MC18. Uh, apparently, tag are not specifically mentioned. Um, but let's be honest with you. I mean, once they start rolling it out, it's the sort of thing that would just get rolled out across the board, isn't it? It's, you've mm. got legislation there. It's easy enough just to tag something else onto it. Um in terms of the comments... Because uh, Lance has again dropped off. Uh, yeah. We've got Rage. Rage says, Evening. Terry G, evening, gents. Kenny, please don't take our toys. Drew says, I know that in reenacting, you can do a course in the legal use of pyro for noise and smoke. Yep. Um, Land of Challenge. I think there'll be too much of a pushback from the agricultural community who you also use pyrotechnics in the formal 
He says cross guards. Don't know what cross guards means. It's like close carers. Although I thought they were gas. Oh, okay. I'm sure he knows um, more than I do on that. Yeah. Harry says, only takes one melt to blow the fingers off by picking up a pyro from by the Bernie end. Recently happened at Ascension, and the poor guy was very, very lucky. So, well, this is the thing. I mean, ultimately, you know, health yep. and safety, if enough people cause an issue with them, that's when they start getting looked at in a little bit more detail, and someone starts going, hmm, maybe, the, maybe this is a bad thing that people can't look after themselves. Um, and I know Rage, I know Rage is one of the people that will say, you know, we can't we can't teach everyone not to kill themselves with things. Um, they got to look after themselves, but ultimately the government has the capability that they can turn around and go, nope, we'll get rid of them. So yeah, and they do occasionally. Yeah. So that's good news. Yeah. <laughs> How about yourself, Andy? Any news from your your corner? Oh, not really. I haven't really been out. I haven't really seen much of the world. Um, I haven't really got any news news as such. Um, got a couple of purchases. Um, bought some, uh, bought a Cardura wrap for my uh, mall um, and my stock for my MWS. And that's about it, really. Yeah, not a lot's happened this week. Hmm. No, fair enough. There's another bit of news uh, Lance wanted to bring up is that um, there's been a LCS um, rifle, ICS, LCS, stolen, um, which is a real shame. It's a lovely bit of kit. I know the guy that's lost it. Uh, I don't know. Do do we feel there's a bit of a rise in the community of knobheads? ICS L85. I don't know. It just seems to, I don't know if it's maybe social media is making it more prevalent, but I seem to be hearing more of stuff going missing. And like no beds in shops, stealing stuff. And I think it's uh, just the way of the world at the moment. People do you think think it's happening more or do you think it's just when we're more aware of it? I think we're, I think it's probably happening the same amount. Um, but shopkeepers aren't, um, sitting back and taking it anymore. They're they're publicly shaming people now. I think more. Um, I also think that crime has gone up within the last few few years. Um, uh, the best way to combat it is keep your weapons safe. Don't pack your car the night before with your with your kit. I know it's a bit inconvenient, but your car's a lot easier to break into than your house. Um, I think that's something that I've seen more and more as well. People loading up their kit the night before uh, in the car, and then they go, oh, my car's been broken into. Mm. You've got to think you're spending 15, 20 minutes humping stuff in and out of your car into your house in plain view of everyone. All you need is someone to go, I know there's a load of crap in there. Yeah, I mean, it's... I de- yeah. de- car rise or car theft is definitely on the rise. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the speed of which you, and the, the audacity, I think sometimes just these people that come in and like within like 30 seconds, they've nicked your car. Um, cause they've like, you know, taken a little panel off and managed to dewire the alarm and then get it started. It just seems mental. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I've not seen a lot of stuff being nicked from Milsims. No. Now, whether that's because it's a smaller community 
Um, whether that's you, because you don't generally tend to get a lot of walk ons in a mill sim, uh, in, in the sense of you know, people don't rock up on the day mm -hmm. and then suddenly go, Oh, I'm going to mill sim this morning and, and go and have a go at it. Um, it generally tends to be people that have obviously booked on and you know, you know, roughly who's going beforehand and stuff like that. Um, so maybe, maybe skirmishes are just more prone to potential theft because you know, there's a lot more random members of the general public there. Um, but fundamentally, look after your stuff. If you're out skirmishing, uh, you know, keep an eye on your kit. Make sure stuff's not necessarily easily identifiable. And it's a shame we have to say this, but we we all spend a lot of money on our pews, and we definitely don't want them going missing. So, um, definitely. Rage says social media makes us feel like everything happens more because people have immediate access to everything. There have always been bad people, and to think that these people aren't in airsoft. Is naive. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's not that they're in airsoft. I think it's just potentially people are. I, I don't know. I, I think there's probably, it's as you say, Andy, I think there's probably a slight increase in crime generally. And then I think social media definitely makes it worse because I think it's just because more prevalent, as Rage is saying. Like you, you just see it more. Um, but... And I think also as well, we, we, I don't know about you, but we actively look at what sort of new segments there are. So we, we're paying yeah. a little bit more attention. So I, I think also as well, things are being highlighted to us um, because we can reach a wider area. Um, mm -hmm. I've had a couple of messages um, uh, about the same. <laughs> Hello. So tired now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> right, sit um, back. I'm not going anywhere. We are just talking about that um, uh, rifle that got stolen. Oh, yeah, my mate Richie's. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, yeah. one of the Octo boys. He's predominantly PMC all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, that's crap. Absolute rubbish. Yeah. So I hope to God someone's picked it up by mistake because they've got an identical one and they're going to realise and take it straight back. But I don't hold out much hope that that is the outcome. I think someone's just been a toe rag and stolen it because they're yeah. scum. So, yeah, fingers crossed he gets it back. Yeah. Yeah, rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. we were just saying, just saying how... Um how we, we seem to be seeing more and more of it pop up. Well, there was a bit at, um, at NAF, wasn't there, apparently? Mm -hmm. Some bits mm. and bobs went. But, um, I mean, it's just when you get to like local skirmish sites and it starts happening there in broad daylight when, you know, you know a safe zone is predominantly, you know, it's in and out, in and out, in and out, you know, with staff and whatnot, and someone's just got the brass neck to just go and whip something away from someone, someone's kit you know, potentially hold on to it for the day and then take it home with them or, or as, as they've left or something, grab something. I don't know, but yeah, it's just rubbish. Just just a really poor attitude and just how they think that's okay. Someone's worked hard and paid you a lot of money for that. And also, I want that. That should be mine sort of attitude. It's just like, nah, mate, you're a dick. Well, before pyrotechnics get banned, everyone buy up Beasley mines and then screw them underneath your kit and trip <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, well, you shouldn't have to, should you, though? But unfortunately, no, that's no, the way it's going. No. It's rubbish. You know? Yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah. Not good news this week. Wanted better news. Mm. Any other news? Um, not, nah, not really. Not that I was, uh, not that I noticed. Obviously, I wanted to congratulate you two on your lovely, uh, on your lovely appearance on the UK podcast last oh. night. Very, very Thank impressive. You very I'm glad, glad you. you didn't cock it up for us. Well done. 
<laughs> oh, I was on good behaviour. As managed to keep civil tongues told. in your heads. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did message Alex and said, "I hope the boys behave themselves." I didn't catch all of it, but for the most part, they seem to be behaving. <laughs> I, I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely was trying to be a, like a, a, a proper good behaviour. At one point, I would say balls to the wall, and I was like, "Oh no, probably better not say that." <laughs> yeah, we're, like. I was like, Ooh, yeah. yeah, go. Ma- man genitals to the wall. To the wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like when I was trying to describe our cob. I was mm. like, yeah. B- Conference B- of bullshit. B- uh, B- BS. Yeah. BS. I, was, I, was... <laughs> I thought it was, I've always thought it was bollocks. Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah. How do I say that? How do I abbreviate that? Cob. It's still cob, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Nick Windle says. Always call it out if you see it, uh, people, or tell someone else if you don't like confrontation. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Definitely. Just look Absolutely. out for other people. Don't be don't be a knobhead yourself. Job done. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Harry says, if you go looking for bad news, you'll find it. I've been on a no mainstream news blackout since the beginning of COVID. Too much doom and gloom. Is it that, Harry, or have you just been too busy making alien props? <laughs> making cool <laughs> shit with your 3D printer. That's what I reckon it is. <laughs> oh, actually, Harry, as he is on, Mm-hmm. Did he make he you the gun rack? Sexy. No. Oh, okay. Because I know he posted that. He made me. Oh, is that your nice speed loader? Speed oh, loader. Nice. My MWS mags. Tidy. And they work perfect. And he is a very sexy gentleman for doing that. And he gets lots of love and kisses from me. Lots. Oh, that sounds that. wonderful. Can He's I make you something? Man. You can make, make you whatever you, you want. Yeah. All right. <laughs> as long as I get hugs and kisses, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we are going to be talking about cold weather, Milton, winter. Oh, hang on, let's do the end of the news. Oh, my God. Hang on. Okay. That's the end. That's the end of the news. Okay, good. Right. Let's go back to that. (laughs) Thanks, Lars. Winter, Milton, (laughs) how to stay warm, part two. So we're going to be, we're not going to be recapping the stuff we talked about last time. So if you want to go and listen to that. Jump back onto episode 149. And by the way, that's something I did want to mention. Episode 150 this week. 150 episodes. That's Mad, half isn't it? 300. I know. Just throwing that's, quick that's maps out there. That's one third of 450. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's 150,000. And he's still blown <laughs> his mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well I mean, done us. Go us. That's what I say. Yeah. Pretty cool. Bloody Pretty go cool. us. I'm going to drink some fizzy water to celebrate because I'm that cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David. David has just joined. Happy birthday to David. It's his birthday, birthday today. Boy. Yes, happy birthday. birthday boy. Congratulations. Does he, get, does he get a fanfare, your brother, or not? You don't care that no, much? he can do. I mean, no. uh, yeah, it's just well done for making it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well Another done. year of living. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so we're going to be talking about waterproofing kit first. So Lance mm. has been on a little journey recently. I have been on a journey, Mac. Uh, Mike. So Lance, so set the scene. Tell, tell us about your little journey. <laughs> you can call me Max if you like to. It was a combination of Mike and Wax. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I had Wax on my mind. I typed in his name earlier and it came up as Milk. I was like, mm. that do. Milk Mike. Milky Mike. No, don't do that. Don't Let's do that. move on. Let's move on, Jarvish. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of waterproofing. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I am. I had a bit of a harebrained scheme this week of trying to uh, wax treat a British Army DPM smock, uh, and I think I've had some really good success, if I'm honest. So I brought a wax treatment, a Granger's uh, cloth wax treatment 
tin from Amazon. It's about nine ninety nine. Um, and I literally followed the instructions. So you boil a kettle into a saucepan, rest the tin in there, let the wax melt with a small sponge, and then just generously sort of wipe it over the jacket. You know, make sure you get all the seams, blah, 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 blah. Any excess, just wipe it off of a cloth. You can either hair dryer it into the material or let it dry for 24 hours. I did that. Um, and then it's not rained since <laughs> at all. It's been lovely. <laughs> so I'm there with a lovely waxed smock, not actually be able to test it properly, like going for a walk around the forest in the rain. You stand in the to. shower? Well, I, was, I thought about that and I thought, well, no, because I'm not going to stand in the shower for like 45 to an hour in a jacket on my own with the dog sitting there going, can we go to the woods, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> rather than just standing there. So I did do a little test on the sleeve. So I basically just trickle a load of water down the sleeve of the jacket. And normally what you'd get is the material will go dark with the water soaking in. Um, and eventually, obviously, it penetrate and it go and you'll feel it on your T-shirt underneath or your arm, whatever it be. So on this, what happened with this one, after I treated it, 24 hours, let it, let it dry. As soon as I poured the water on, instantly beaded into little droplets straight off the jacket. And that was just like sort of like the cuff area of my smock. So... That's a win so far. But like I said, I've not tried it in a downpour. I've not tried it under prolonged rain or anything like that. But, you know, it's looking promising. And it smells lovely. It's very, very British. Very wax, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's very not a barber, but a barber sort of type thing. So, yeah, I'm quite impressed with that. Um, and it's all treated. So the hood, I took the unrolled the hood, treated all of that, done all the seams, done underneath the, uh, the, the pocket uh, flaps and all that stuff. So it's all treated, all treated. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, getting it out and actually testing it out properly in a stormy, stormy rain, rain. But, yeah, that was my bit of science. Has it, has it kind of changed the, the the feel of the fabric at all? I mean, presumably it has, but is it is it now quite abrasive? Um, not or? particularly, no. It's still very... It's not like it's gone stiff or anything like that. Or if you, I know what you're saying. Because <laughs> I go imagine, that sort like, because of... where you have to warm the wax up and stuff like that to apply it, like, yeah. you, you get this thing finished and then you're like, right, I'm ready to Milson now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to just choose a pose that you want your jacket yeah, to have it. and let's, then wax I'm it at that. Like that. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Let's go. Um no, it's actually it's it still stayed really obviously you can tell that there's been a treatment put on it, um, but it's not sort of like um compromised it at all by like movement or anything like that. It's still pliable, like you can still scrunch up the sleeves and that. They are ever so slightly more rigid, but it's for going by what I've done so far, it's been really good, really promising. You know? So um yeah we'll see. I was wondering whether I'd need coat. to I've that that was what literally about what I was about to say. So I'm, I've done one coat. Um I'm not sure whether I'm going to have to let this one soak in or potentially hair dryer it in and then do another one. Um but I, I want to test it out first just to see if I do need to do that. So what is funny about one I've coat? I've done one coat but I was going to buy another coat and do that. <laughs> Sorry, oh. oh no my my You got like three again. one for each of us. <laughs> I could send them my way, boys. I do it quite quite therapeutic yeah. to do that, actually. Yeah, I quite well, you, can, it. you can bring it with you on the twenty-four hour. Mm. Yeah, and we I can test wax, it. We can, we can put you for forty-five minutes down the road. Stuff for twenty-four hours. There we go. Lovely. Everything. The lot. So, one product I did have uh, an idea for this: um, notepad covers and things like that. Would it presumably would work quite well on those? Um, well, this is a cotton waxing. Um, I'm trying to think yeah, sorry, it's like it the fabric, you know, like the uh, the overwrap folders and things well, like that, like a tan folder. This is what or I was something considering. Like I was considering doing my belt kit, the the webbing, the pouches, and that on it, just to see why not. You know, fuck it. If it doesn't work as a waterproofing agent, it's going to walk as keeping the 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 actual material itself 
in decent nick, I'd imagine. Some sort of treatment, do you know what I mean? So um, I was sort of considering it. I might do it on my old PLCE stuff first rather than my JJ's. <laughs> Just in case it does completely <laughs> fuck it up. I've only got to find 40 quid to get another set of PLCE. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's, I'm tempted to do that. Um, but, yeah, I was just generally really impressed at how easy it is to actually do it um, and the results that you get from doing that treatment. So I thought that's an absolute game changer. Do you know what I mean? So that was my... It's a very new thing. Don't, I'm, don't, I'm not telling everyone to go out and wax your smock jackets now because by all means, in two months' time, it could be crap and, and, and it's completely perished it and... <laughs> I literally touched nothing then. Did you see that? <laughs> I literally didn't touch anything and something happened. What was it? It's way past Halloween. Why am I getting why am I getting haunted? Um but anyhow, yeah, so I want to do a bit more testing on it first just to see if it is pucker. Um but like I said, you know, first um first impression. test seemed to be really promising, first impressions, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite impressed with myself. Yes, go me. Go me. Hundred and fifty episodes in, getting the wax on. You gonna do trousers? Nah, I, nah, because I don't wear Gore-Tex trousers or anything. Anyhow, do, do you know what? Actually, saying that, I take, I retract that statement. I was thinking about doing knee down on the trouser. You know, we spoke mm -hmm. about like wearing gaiters and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Thought, well, if these or are... just the crotch, just the crotch area. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> what? No, there was a reason for that. I was thinking in terms of like when you sit down. You know when you're like, you, you sit down in the dirt or whatever, like you get like the, the moisture starts seeping into the back of your trousers and you get like a wet ass and it starts getting cold. Like actually the a patch Wax around the like the, uh, the gusset or your bum or your trousers or something like that might be quite a good, yeah. good one to potentially yeah. do. I, I definitely consider, I don't know about whether I consider waxing the back of the trousers, but I definitely consider doing like the knees down on a, on a pair just to see what it's like. I mean, Christ, I watched a video the other day. This guy just had a normal tea-like handle. He took it out the foil, wrap it, rubbed it all over his... Um, uh, the bottom part of his sleeve of his jacket, uh, hair dried it, and then tipped water on it, and it completely beaded off. So you can waterproof a coat with just a bit of candle wax. It, you'd have to do it like several times over a course of however many years you've got the coat, but it's not a proper wax wax, you know, with the paraffin and stuff in it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it works. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, there's no reason why it wouldn't waterproof your trousers if you wanted to do that for like the knee down. I'm not sure how it's going to be with breathability, whether that's actually completely sealed the jacket up or whether it's just got into the actual fibres of the jacket. You know, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the inner workings of waxing a coat, what the wax actually does. Does it fill the voids between the weave or does it... I'll tell you what, genuinely, I've got a little microscope, like a digital microscope oh. that we can bring on the 24-hour show. So let's um, let's actually look into this. I'll bring a um, an old-school smock and we can do a, a super zoomed-in... That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be proper science. Oh, my God. That would be <laughs> This is exciting. Oh, God. Where's my jacket? We're definitely going to have to... Jacket. I've got yeah, little tingle going on. to bring the uh, orange uh, lab coats out now. Yeah, yeah, lab coats will be there for that, yeah. And we can all huddle around. Yeah, we, we, can, we can look up close and see what the actual difference in the uh, in the fabric is. That'd be wicked. Excellent. Oh, we get it's excited great. about the cool stuff. When we, were to, when we were on this show yesterday, sort of trying to talk about what we talk about on the podcast, it's like, yeah, we talk about blankets and... <laughs> It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Pouches and zips. And shit. <laughs> String and zips and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, first impressions oh. seem quite promising with the waxed smock. So yeah. Nice. Watch this space. Waxed. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. Um there was a question from Pegasus. So hello Pegasus, thank you for watching. Um <laughs> will the wax fabric reflect IR more? I have no idea. 
We can find that out on the 24 we hour. We can test that whenever you like. We can do it. We have the means and we have the capability <laughs> to do that. I'll tell that. you what, if anyone wants us to look either really close at something or check it under IR, let us know yeah. before the 24-hour podcast. Yeah. We can see stuff in the dark for just you. Stuff. We can look at hot stuff for you. <laughs> <laughs> and we can see if things are waterproof when you cover them in wax. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Will it wax? Will it Will wax? It wax? <laughs> Did you ever do that? Did you ever put your hand in hot wax and peel it off once it's yes, dry? Yes, absolutely love doing that. Mm. And PVA just glue. Just just your hand or? Yeah, just my hand. But PVA glue is another one. If you ever get PVA glue, it's just great. Just dip your finger oh, in yeah, it dry. Oh, yeah, you school. Light it up and then it's just off. like, oh, yeah. If you can get the whole hand. It was a competition, wasn't it? You put your hand in PVA glue and then you let it dry and you can see if you can take your whole hand off in one go. Have you ever done your face? Like in, a, like in class at school when you're doing like some modeling and just put your head in boom. <laughs> I think we had different educations growing up. Mm. It's very exploratory, <laughs> my one. All lots of yeah. science. Lots of science. <laughs> Teacher was very Sting free. Whitehead. Sting Whitehead says Alienist cancels out the IR, so that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all good then. It looks Ali as fuck, so that works. James has really latched onto the waterproof gooch. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe people yeah. want that. No. Maybe they're no scared one of wants like... wicking and breathability. Everyone wants heavy wax. Yeah. Yeah, if I piss myself, I want it inside. I don't want it yeah. leaking out. I don't want any stains or shadows on my trousers, mate. I want to really ferment inside my yeah. trousers. That's going to cook all fucking weekend. <laughs> Rage <laughs> says the wax. Rage says the wax which uh, should windproof it too. What wax did you use, and how long does it take? Uh, sorry, how long does it last before you would need to retreat it? Uh, the wax I used, my old pal, was. It's Granger's wax cotton dressing. Revives appearance, restores repellency. 6.6 fluid ounces or 180 grams. And I got it on Amazon and I believe it's about 9.99. It was uh, it had an awful lot of good reviews. Um I think you can get an actual barber's as in the barber jackets uh wax product which is probably about 500 pounds. So I got this one because it's not. Um so there. Regarding how often you need to rewax it, I think the standard is to rewax is to wax your rewax your jacket once a year anyhow. If it's a wax jacket, do you know what I mean? I think that's just a standard thing. It looked uh, time wise from start to finish, thirty five minutes, forty minutes tops to do it. That's and I literally bad. used a, literally used just a um, just a normal little square sponge from like you're washing up your dishes, and then just dipped it in and then just brushed it down, brushed it down. Went over the seams quite well, so if any any joins or any seams like that would stitch in, I went over that quite vigorously and added a little bit extra mm. on there. Uh, I concentrated a little bit extra on the shoulders as well, obviously just for beading off the off of my back and stuff like that. So um, obviously on the inside, under the arms, and that I, I, I apply wax, but not as heavy as I did on the shoulders and stuff. That's going to really be in the you know if you put a hood up and you're sort of hunched over, that's going to be hitting the rain when you've got your back to the wind or whatnot. So I thought yeah, concentrate on them areas a little bit more. But yeah, like I said, it's um it's it looks wicked. Love it. So can't wait. I want it to rain now for a change. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you're the only walk. person that wants it to rain. Yeah, you just have my stuff. So, just, just, uh, I, I have a little question, and Drew's asked as well. Did, did the waxing darken the colour of the jacket at all? Initially, it made it very shiny, um, and it did darken it because obviously the wax it inevitably made the, the material almost like a wet wetness to it until the wax is dry but now it's come back up it just it seems fine it doesn't look any different to me really i don't think not that i've noticed anyhow so i'll get some more pictures when i go out 
in the broad daylight. I took them indoors. It was quite dark that day anyhow. So, but I'll, when I'm out and about, I'll get some actually pictures of it just to see as a comparison. Um, mm. But not that I've noticed. I don't think, oh my God, that's completely rubbish, the camo now or anything like that. You know, you can still clearly see it's a woodland DPM smock. So Something that would be interesting as well is whether you could, you know, you can get like the, the treatable insect repellent stuff. Mm-hmm. you can treat your clothes with it'd be interesting if you could mix that with the wax in a way because obviously as the wax wears yeah, down why not. it would effectively release more of the insect repellent stuff as it went i guess so yeah um, or, or you apply so the insect repellent to the inside i mean you could you yeah. could even just do it to the inside of the hood or inside of the neck and inside of the cuffs i mean you've, i don't say you've got to do the whole inside but certainly the danger areas where you could get midges and stuff like that there's no reason why you couldn't wax the outside and then just insect repel the, the or treatment on the inside of it or something if they mm. do a some sort of treatment like that, that you could sort of rub in and let it dry that could be cool yeah yeah oh i like that i'm looking forward to seeing that exciting yes mm. absolutely proper science tempt- for once yeah quite tempted to try tra- i've got some woodland <laughs> dpm trousers here i am tempted to try the bottom half of these trousers now see where we go I think you should try a pair of pants as well. Genuinely, genuinely, please just do that. I'm not waxing underwear, mate. <laughs> just no, just pick a pair of underwear, an old pair of underwear. Just give that a wax and we'll <laughs> test someone out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of other waterproofing kit and stuff like that, um, Andy, what, have you done anything waterproofing-wise for your kit? Like, How do you keep your stuff dry when it needs to be dry? Put a waterproof coat on. Um <laughs> cool moving on <laughs> good, good. No, I, I tend to if if it's a winter like a proper winter game where it's been cold and i know it's going to rain i tend to just have a uh a us poncho in my kit and as soon as it just starts spitting just throw it over myself um most of the cold weather stuff can take light showers and still keep you reasonably dry i think um especially some more the modern stuff. Um, but if it really does start hammering it down and I'm out in the field, I'll just throw a poncho over, like one of mm. the Gore-Tex ponchos. Um, Defo. Because they're, they're, they're go brilliant. Wrong with poncho. Well. They are good. They're very good. Yeah. Everyone should have a poncho, I think. Especially, you make sure that you have one with eyelets, I mm. think, um, because that way you've always got a basher out on the field for you as well. So if mm. you've got a set up, you've got a bit of cover that you can tie off. Yeah. Um, I've recently put uh, toggles on mine, about 150 mil long of um, uh, um, paracord. So I can just tie them up with some jungle knots real quick instead of having to feed them through the eyelets because yeah, nice. yep, the eyelets are quite small. So I've just put a bit of paracord through them now. So literally, if I need to throw it up, I can have it up and down in, in seconds. Mm, mm. Just remember to roll that hood up before you put it up. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. Why you just got a real wet patch coming through the whole time? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <coughs> I um I did some wild camping on Dartmoor. Uh first time I went, I took a basher because figured that was the lighter system and wanted to do it. Um and found so I went like a proper A frame structure um for the two days that we were sort of camping out. And found that the first night just the wind was just howling through. The basher, regardless of which orientation I had it, it was, you know, I was getting cold. So I ended up using the poncho that I had, just a, an end cap from one end, so effectively formed it in just like a, a one-ended open-sided tent. Um, and it was perfect, absolutely perfect, because it just stops that breeze from coming through, it just sort of closes you in a little bit more. Um, 
And as you say, you can use it as a sun shield as well if you need to, rain cover, um, all sorts of bits of kit for that. So, yeah, good shout. Nice. Fair play. I wanted to talk about the Dutch Army uh, Bergen cover. Um, oh, that's wicked. I've got that. I do, like, the the sheer capability of that in terms of the adjustment, because I've had a few Bergen covers before which have been a bit varied and mixed. Some of them, I think I've got a Miltech one that's kind of a little bit elasticated and some shoelaces on the bottom you kind of tie on, but that's very fixed to the size of the bag that you can apply it to, whereas the Dutch Army one, I think I got it from Preppers for like a tenner, it's fully elasticated all the way around, so you can literally just keep cinching it up so it will fit everything from like a 120 litre Bergen down to a 45 litre day sack if you need it to. Um, it gets a bit baggy on the on the smaller bags, but that's quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. I need to buy one of them now. They're I, bloody my, good. They're, they're solid yeah, as well. They're a really good bit of kit. My X300 had one built in. Um, it, it comes as uh, part of it. So you just unzip it and you roll it out and put it over it and it's for the size of the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I've got rid of that and I'm using the... Um, uh, commander's pack i haven't got a cover so i need to buy a cover dutch army cover mm. mate bad cover good shout absolutely brilliant <laughs> and it comes with its own stuff sack which stays attached to it so you can just cinch it back up yep. and just push it away so, you never so i'm i actually ended up buying bought two of them because they were so cheap at the time of course you and did. i'm debating no i'm debating <laughs> putting a little pouch um sort of hard fixed pouch onto the bottom of my vertus so that i'll actually effectively sew that in so it becomes the cover for it mm-hmm. um because I thought, you know, and it ultimately it's the sort of thing that it can't hurt having it on the bag. It doesn't weigh loads anyway. It's not going to add loads of extra um, weight to it or anything like that. But the versatility of having that, so if, it, if there is a light shower, which can happen any time of the year, you know, having it there and ready to go, you haven't got to worry that you haven't got it or it's it's in a pouch that you can't find or something like that. Um, yeah. I was thinking like I mean, a little, just a little kind of, almost like a pencil case type <clears> pouch or something like that, just sewing that onto the bottom that I can tuck that into. But I'll just stick mine um, because my my waterproof my Gore-Tex jacket and my and my bag cover goes just in the very top pocket of my Bergen. That's but that's the only two bits that go in there really. Those two items, so it'll either be one or the other that I grab. And if I've got if I've got to cover my bag up to keep it dry, then there's a good chance I'll be getting my jacket out as well. So I'll just keep them together in there. And like obviously, if I stitched it to another pack, then I'm gonna I'd sort of like won't be able to use it on something else because it'll just be stuck to the bloody JJ's all the time. That's why you should have bought two. Or two, but then I've got five Bergens, so and I should have bought five. <laughs> five Bergens are rookie numbers, mate. <laughs> I'm going to be going through my loft at Christmas. So I'm going to do a little Bergen off and uh, see, see, line them up and see how many I've got. Mm. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, waterproofing wise, was uh, and I think it's something that we all have is the dry bags, literally, keep, you know, kit that's you want to keep drying the little dry bag. You can get them anything from sort of half a litre all the way up to like 20, 30 litre dry bags. Well, even the ones that yeah. go the bag liner in it, that's a monster, yeah. like 90 litre Bergen liners. They're just the same thing. It's just a massive version of it. Mm. Yeah, they're they're um, absolute. Even even just to for squaring your kit away, not, not so much because it's wet weather or cold weather, but just to keep your kit packed in a way that yeah. you can identify it, just keeping it in them little dry sacks or, you know, the compression sack dry sacks. Wicked. Absolutely it's wicked. Good. It's good admin as well. Hundred percent, yeah, because you get used to packing it like that way. My, yeah. all, my, all my stuff now, I know from just looking at the pack or the bag, what is in there. Like my, you know, my foot care kit or my winter clothing, uh, my softy one, you know, my little admin one that keeps my like my my weather right one, my writing the rain pad and that in it for my commander's pouch. You know, stuff like that. You, you just get really used to it. 
first aid you know that goes in a dry bag and i can just whip that out and put it anywhere mm. so um yeah 100 percent. i yeah. actually bought a first aid dry bag so it's got like a little first aid emblem and stuff on it because i was like yeah I, absolutely lot, why not though i had so i had some red dry bags and i was like you know i'm getting the two confused sometimes i pull out socks or something like that when you need a plaster <laughs> which was a bit of a pain yeah. um so i got one like, proper little first aid logo on it it was great <laughs> there's nice. a life systems one um, oh okay yeah yeah um you can get yeah, them. Yeah. i think millets do a lot of life systems Bits and bobs, I think, yeah, nice. Yeah, my red one is my uh, foot care kit. <laughs> yeah. Mine's food. Mine's food. <laughs> food. Actually, most no. of my stuff contains food. I, my I food, have food one is sky blue. <laughs> sky blue for food. Don't ask me why, but it. Just Do you know is. what we should? We should. We should probably like come up with some sort of potential system that people could adopt. So that all the bags are the same colour. Colour because that would bag. that would make life so much easier. We're like, oh, can you just grab my food bag? And like, yeah, yeah, sure. And it's the same colour in everyone's kit, so everyone knows what food bag, uh, what colour the food bag is, or you know. So mm-hmm. that way, if you're looking for something for somebody, rather than having to go, oh yeah, it's the no it's fo- the light blue one. <laughs> no faux dry bags with just like <laughs> yeah. military stenciled food on it. Food, yeah, in whatever you know. <laughs> There we so go. Let me make a note. Let's write that down. We need to get onto our. Uh... Someone's left their kit there. We can go. Right, I know where their food is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just cream in. <laughs> Nofo dry bags. So, I like the sound of that. On a on a waterproofing front with your Bergen, do you guys use the Bergen liners or not? Absolutely, yeah. If I, and if, if failing that prior to Bergen liners, it was um, a really he- big heavy duty rubble sack. And I don't mean like a black bin liner. I mean like a clear, almost polythene type rubble sack. That's a right bastard to uh, to rip and stuff like that. I used to use one of them for a long time until I got a Bergen liner. Mm. Does exactly the same um, thing. But you just yeah. can't. You can't. You can't sort of like obviously roll it over and click it shut. You just have to roll it over. I oh, see. And I think Andy's going to have the same opinion. I I can't get on with them because I have like we and I know Andy. Your bag used to open from the bottom and the sides and stuff as well. If everything's yeah, in a Bergen yeah. liner, you can't get in it because everything's you've got to go in through the top. Yeah. Well, my one you can only go in through the top, so that works for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just individual dry bags. Oh, I mean, I'll yeah, I'll do it. that as well. I'm individual dry bags in a dry bag. All oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. So the first thing that when I open my Bergen, the first thing that goes into the main storage area is the Bergen liner, and then everything else goes in there in dry bag. Okay, so. Next question then. Do you attach yours to the inside of your Bergen? No, mine because, just sits in there. Yeah, my, so this is one of the problems I've found with using a dry bag. Well, a, I couldn't get through all the access panels and things on the Bergen that I wanted to because mine opens up on both the top, uh, front, and and bottom. Um, so, you know, that makes it a bit, a bit unhelpful. But every time I put stuff in the Bergen liner, Firstly, the Bergen liner was almost like a um, sleeping bag style fabric, so it was slipping about all over the place. Or if it got baggy, it was a nightmare to sort of try and get anything out of because I'm just fighting the Bergen liner to see what's in the bag. Um, the other, the other thing as well with the Bergen liners is that because it's um, not so much dark, but it, it was just off. it was clingy. It was just really hard to use. <laughs> I said, just sorry. Are you sure you didn't have a Bergen liner that was too big for your bag? No, class. it was exactly the right size. That's weird, man. I've never, so I've I debated. There were like two options, basically. One, I was going to put like double-sided tape and sort of stick it to the inside of the Bergen. Mm. Um, but I just like that's way too much faff and runs the risk of I think got sticky shit all over the place. 
Um, or just as Andy was saying, put individual dry bags because then everything's compartmentalized. It's not a problem. Every, if one bag leaks, not everything's going to get ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the route I went down. So you don't yeah, use well, a bag liner whatsoever then? Neither of no. you. You mavericks. Absolute trailblazers. <laughs> I love it. No, I, I just go for like a, a good quality small. I think most of mine are about a litre. I think the biggest one that I've got is 1.5 litres. Yeah. And that's that's for my hammock setup. Um, but literally everything's in, in, a, in its own bag all the time. So I can mm. literally just go in there grab because i know all the colors as well so i can literally go in there and go right i need to set up my hammock or tent or whatever i know that that's always going to be in in a light blue bag so i can literally go in there and go right shelter set up grab it straight away and i'm not having to fiddle around with the outer bag because also as well i found at night um i went for a black liner and then obviously in the dark when it folds over i ended up not putting the stuff in it anyway (laughs) So I was just like, oh, this is pointless. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, like I say, I've never really buckled with it, really, to be fair. It's just always been the... I've always used a rubble sack and then obviously exchanged that for an actual proper Bergen liner. So, But I do need to get a new one because I've got a little rip in the top of mine now. So I do. It's it's very old, my liner I've got there. But yeah, mm. I do need to get a new one. But they are good. I do I do recommend them. But if, you know, like you say, if you if you dry bag yours already, there's no real great deal reason to have a bergen liner but it's just an added bit of um security in it you could literally leave it out there in torrential rain and you know damn well your stuff's going to be dry still yeah you know, that's the beauty of it isn't it so mm. next question uh there are two different types of dry bags out there you get the kind of fabricy material ones and then you get the kind of more um like a rubber like a rubberized Proper, you know, like the proper thick dry bag. So, what yeah. what do you guys generally tend to go for bags wise? Thinner for me because they're easily they're more pliable. I think the rubberized ones they're more like a canoe bag for that sort of stuff. I think they're they're they're, they're a much stronger, robust material for that very reason. I think. Um, whereas I I like to use like the, the shinier, thinner dry bag that's still got like the white yeah. line on the inside of it or whatnot, and still does the job, but it's not as robust as the like the proper canoe bag you can get sort of thing. Mm. Um, and it's like I say, it's just it's easier to manipulate. You can really scrunch the air out of them and, and sort of like cinch them down nice and small, which is good. I use both, so I've got one for like so my clothes, my spare clothes, like my socks, um, pants, um, wash kit, and things like that stuff for like toilet roll. I've got one black thick rubberized bag for. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stuff that I really really don't want getting wet all goes in that. And then everything else goes in the thin one. So like food and stuff, stuff that, oh, right, yeah, it gets a bit wet. All you got is a soggy, soggy chocolate bar. Yeah. Um, I'm not too bothered about, but stuff that I really don't want to get wet. I, I use one of the rubber, thick rubber ones. Um, I bought mine from a hiking, hiking shop as a, uh, a solo canoe bag for hiking when they take their, like when they go up to the mountains and they're, they put their kit on the front of canoes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's starting to wear a bit. It's about three, four years old now, which is a bit disappointing. So mm. I might have to get a new one. I think that's the difference, isn't it? It's it's that kind of 
I, I would say one is the equivalent of like a waterproof jacket and one is a water resistant jacket. So I think like the fabric ones are probably more water resistant. You know, they're, they're not, they're going to, they're going to keep water off your kit, but they're not designed necessarily for long-term submersion. Um, whereas the big thick kayaking bags and stuff like that are, are designed effectively that you can chuck them in the water and they'll just float away. Um, it, yeah. I mean, it's much like the bag liner, you know, it's, you know, like when you see the boys doing their training and they're doing river crossings and that, essentially they've got the Bergen up because it's, uh, it becomes buoyant because of the, mm. the, the liner and they, and obviously like the, almost like the compressed air that's inside it, it's created that mm. sort of like that buoyancy aid for them to get across and stuff like that, which is quite cool. <clears throat> yeah. yeah those, I don't I mean, know how wrong with using proper submersion ones. though. I don't know. I mean, that's what they're designed for. You know, essentially, it's their dry bag. Mm. They're designed to keep it dry. Maybe we should regardless. do some more science. More science. <laughs> more Let's science. We can do yeah. that. More science. Our dry bag's dry. <laughs> Our dry bag's dry. Uh, I'll make a note. We can do that. We can do that. Put some. Uh, put something really expensive in there, like Andy's camera. Let's see if it stays under a, in a bucket of water for an hour. Why mine? <laughs> well, you're making the note. So, I thought you, were, you were taking oh, the lead right. on it. You've got full confidence in your dry bags. <laughs> I better buy a new one then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little backup camera, just in case. <laughs> uh, going through the chat, um, this was another point I want to come back to. Yeah, Rage said, have a dry bag to put wet kit in as well. Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay, wet kit in as well, because obviously, once stuff's wet, you don't want to be putting that with dry stuff in your bag. No, absolutely. Um, See that, Phil? That's work, mate. Bye, Phil. I keep um, I keep a little yeah, gash okay. bag in my um, like a basically like a, sort of like a larger version of that, um, in my mm. foot kick bag. So if I if I soak my socks or the sealskin socks are soaking wet, and my towel that I've used to dry my feet are soaking wet, I could, I stuff it in that, and then I will put it back in the dry bag as well. I mean, some people with like wet and dry drills, you can turn the the dry bag inside out, and then put your wet kit in the outer side of the bag and do it up and then mm -hmm. when you come to change into your wet kit you can put your wet kit back on and then turn the dry bag back in the right way and you've still got the dry side for the dry kit to go in so you can have one bag for, that does two functions if you like do you know what I mean so which is quite cool so yes mm. Mm. yeah um, Better, it? a couple of bits and pieces will come back to Daniel says for those with jungle knots this is a game changer and loop your partner's hairband in the end of knot so that you can put it away better. Uh, Mariner tarred twisted nylon. Mm -hmm. right. There you go. Nicely done. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Um, Mark says, Lance, if you want a new liner, I have one brand new and unwanted. Oh, yes, please, Marky Mark. That's very kind, sir. <laughs> uh, Phil like says, Mike, get three smaller bags and orientate them towards each other opening essentially creating zones accessible from each entry point of your pack i had debated that um i went purely with the principle that if i've got multiple little bags i kind of pack my burger in the same way so i know if i want um my basher for example i know that's at the bottom of my bag um so i can just unzip that pull that out so yeah i that's kind of individually packing them almost the three smaller bags like at that mm -hmm. point you're already putting three in there you might as well just wrap everything yeah. um which was the way i went down so fair play um, nice. right there's another topic i wanted to talk about uh well keep tips for keeping warm on stag so when you're static obviously you get cold 
It's not very nice. Yeah. Guess chilly. Not so nice what 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 are your two tips for keeping warm on stag other than cuddling? Because that does other happen. It's very it's very very so very cud- Cuddling's <laughs> off the table at the minute. That's my answer gone then. Yeah, so we'll have to think of something else. Um well obviously prior to going on stag, get your You've muted yourself. <laughs> it didn't do anything. Why is <laughs> you hear me all right? Yeah. Good. Um yeah, obviously prior to going on stag. Whoa! Right. There's something going on in my loft. I don't know what it is. It's gonna freak me out a little bit. Um so yeah, probably prior to going on strike, you're gonna uh, strike. God, strike. <laughs> Stag. <laughs> oh god. Um yeah, you're gonna make sure you're squared away beforehand. So make sure you've done yourself a hot brew in your old ammo flask or your standing trigger cup. That's the big thing. Make sure you've got your layers on that you're gonna need. You know, if you're sitting up standing up in a sanger um for potentially two, three hours, you're not gonna wanna be stood up there just in like your, your combat shirt with your belt kit because you're going to freeze your tits off. Make sure you've got a nice warm hat, warm gloves, schmag, uh, head, some sort of other head cover or scarf or or uh, you know face covering or anything like that. If it's windy, you're going to want to cover up your face a bit. Um, and just sort of getting those pre-checks in before you actually go out there and not realising when you get there, think, oh, shit, you know, you know, make sure you've got your little grab bag or your little day sack that's got everything you need in it, some hand warmers, foot warmers. If you're two up in the stag, there's no reason in, in the stag position. There's no reason why you've both got to be on stag. You know, one could be sitting down, like Mike with his wooby blankets. Nothing wrong with you taking one of them. Someone could be snuggled down underneath one of them for a half seat hour in at pad. A time. Get your little pad. Seating pad. Yeah, you can Keep put down because insulated. it just stops stops you getting losing the heat out of your ass onto the ground. So mm. Longmore, the Sangers at the the main fob in Longmore, <clears> absolute <throat> classic for that. They are the kind of corrugated metal plate. Um, that you see on like stairwells and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's cold to sit on that floor. So if you mm. sit on it without any insulation, you're immediately losing all your heat straight onto that metal plate. So get get little kneeling pads or anything like that. Mountain Warehouse, they've got 50% sale on at the moment, Black Friday. Get a seating pad, job done. They're <laughs> light, they're compact up. It's amazing. I'll even find Definitely. the link by the end of the show. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. It is, it's a good idea. It's good drills to use to do that because it just adds that little bit of co- element of comfort because you might be desperate to sit down. You think, I'm not going to because it's just going to be freezing cold. It ain't going to help. But you just think, oh, I just need to take a load off for 10 minutes. But if you've got yeah. that, little, that, that little insulated seat, knee, I mean, you could even cut a square out of an old uh, roll mat or something like that. Do you know what I mean? As long as there's something between your ass cheeks and the ground, you're happy days. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's 100%. It's just about them tiny. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot that you've got to do. It's just it's just remembering to do it before you get into the situation, and having it on you. You know, chucking your norgie top on or chucking on your long johns before you get there. You go five Perfect. pounds, five pounds yeah, at the moment. Five it's great just for that little bit of comfort. Is that a multi mat? Yeah, uh, that's not a multi mat. That's a folding sit mat. So it's a fabric uh, like a cordura <clears throat> outer uh, on both sides, or like a foam pad through the middle. Just folds up into like a little rectangular um, block that you can. They're good for yeah, little pillows as pad. well. Yeah. Wicked, yeah. So you've had kneeling pads anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Good to so go. When it's close, 30 centimetres by nine and a half centimetres. For five pound. Well, also, uh, if you subscribe to Mountain Warehouse, they're doing an extra 10% off as well. So you can get even 10% off of that. So, yeah. If you're interested. Yeah, I know Millets do the yeah. multi-mat, which I mentioned in my video, my Bergen video. Um, I can't remember how much I paid for that. I don't think it was much. I think it was under a fiver for it. I'm sure it was. Because mm. I just saw it. I was like, oh, it made me smile because I thought of you. And I was like, I'm going to get one. 
Okay. <laughs> <gonna> get one. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's actually Terry. Shot. Sorry, it was actually Terry that um, put me onto the thing to start with because he was saying that when he was serving, he used to have something that he just whip out all the time just to sit on, um, just to keep him off the ground or kneeling or anything like that because it just it just makes it that little bit more comfortable. Um, what was the sitting pad called again? Oh, sorry, well, James. The one, yeah, the ones that me and Mike got, James, is called the multi map, which we got in millets. Um, I'm not saying I didn't that get that one. That's, that's got, the one I've got. Oh, is it? I thought you had one that's called a multi map. Yeah, no, I've got that one. That was why I was selling that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't advertise something I don't know. I'm sure you've got the one that because that's why I saw it when I saw that no, one. No, that's, that's the one I've got. I've got two of those. Holding sit mat, it's called by Mountain Warehouse. Know. No. I've got I've got two of them and I've had them for years and they are I, I love it I, I would highly recommend them for fibre you can't go wrong I can't reach my mind's packed in my Bergen mate otherwise I'll show you mine James but yeah either either well there you go there's two options for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah good stuff cool mm -hmm. anything else <laughs> Um, what, in a, in a, in a sort of stag roots, in a stagging on yeah. warm? I tend to throw another pair of leggings or something on. Yeah. If I, if I know that I'm going to be sat in stag for an hour, two hours, and if I've got time, like five, ten minutes beforehand, I'll, I'll throw a pair of long johns on and a thermal pair of socks. Because mm. cutting around, because also as well, if you've been cutting around all day um, and you've got slightly, like you've been sweating in your feet, we all do. Um changing those socks out quickly so you're not sitting there and letting that cold that sweat get mate. cold on you definitely um, is is definitely the best thing to do if you're going to be standing around not doing anything yeah just especially so, if you're not moving because that's that'll just chill yeah. down instantly and that's just going to make it yeah. even worse even yeah, worse pair of long johns and another jacket mm. i tend to wear my um black widow will be um nice. over the top um because that thing's absolutely like that's just a mobile sleeping bag at the end of the day and it, it's brilliant just like me when it comes to even i can't wait to get my softy on just ooh, yeah. <laughs> lovely little yeah, down it. jackets oh yeah. it's good as well and yeah, anything like fleece, that just if you can add fleece, extra you know, layers workhouse and... fleece or something anything like that yeah. you know don't try not to get one that's mega mega thick because like mike said and andy said previously it's um you know you can layer up you know you can have a t-shirt on a long sleeve t-shirt and the fleece and then it, your smock jacket or whatever utility jacket or tactical jacket you've got on and then if you had to wear a Gore-Tex over the top then you can use like four layers there and you can then ditch what you don't need yeah. you're not just taking off one big layer and it's like oh now I'm fucking freezing or now I'm boiling hot you know so La yeah. layering is key layering is, is absolutely is, is the best way to do it mm -hmm. defo defo all good. the other thing um, that we did at Longmore last time was we ended up using I think it was a poncho so um, same same sort of thing that we were talking about a second ago but creating almost like a little lean-to shelter in the Sanger. Because, mm -hmm. um, again, it just keeps that kind of temperature in that little area. Um, I mean, it's not it's not like a proper tent or anything like that, and you don't need that. But having somewhere that if you are able well, to swap just out, to so say you've got like a two-hour period, exactly. It just, just retains a little bit more heat. It just kind of makes it a little bit more habitable. Um, if you do need to get an hour's kip while, you know, you make some on duty or whatever like that, then it, it just gives you that opportunity to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And, and and a buddy system as well, you know. If 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 mm. someone's got the space in a bag, you, if you've managed to, if you've got the space in your uh, bergen for a flask, and you can brew up a 
big flask of boiling water and take a little brew kit with you and then do that you know yeah. well, I'll, I'll bring the brew kit and this that and the other and we'll use this water if you can bring the flask along you know and some snacks as well to keep you going you know for me it'd be hard boiled eggs and biltong but happy days <laughs> well the they chinese rations do uh, fermented quail eggs if that's if that's before it's eggs, yeah, mm. um one thing that i found that i got told by i can't remember who it was um but they were sa- they said um take a spice something spicy out with you okay um because when you have something hot like spicy hot it naturally builds up your temperature with inside yourself yeah. But you know when you have sure. a hot curry, you 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 can like people sweat. So you have to find the right spiciness for you that's making you not sweat profusely. Mm. But he said, find a nice cu- yeah, find a nice curry or something that's going to give you a bit of kick and it naturally warms you up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wouldn't recommend like unless you can take it like a six thousand billion Scoville red hot chili, <laughs> but. <laughs> But the, the British Army, um, is it the dog dog spice? Oh, the hot diggity dog sauce. Yeah, the hot diggity yeah, dog yeah. sauce. Some of that just poured all over like a little meal that you're going to have because you are, you, the chances are if you can, you're going to have something to eat. It's good gear, and that. And it naturally just warms you up. Yeah. Good stuff. Good little, good little chilli sauce, that is. Yeah. If you, can't take, if you can't take your spice, though, because I struggle with it sometimes, that's definitely not something you want to be dealing with with a mill sim toilet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or if two of you are laying up in an OP and one of you's had like a lot of spice, it's like, oh, I need to take yeah. shit. So, yeah. <laughs> this is this is happening right now. <laughs> um, Rage says controversial opinion, but you don't want to have to. You don't want to be too warm. A little bit of cold keeps you awake, but also if it all kicks off and you have to fight too many layers, and you are going to be boiled alive. Mm, yeah, I think that's the thing with the woobie because you can just literally chuck it off, can't you? And then you're straight up and going. Yeah, there's um, definitely a balance there, which you're which you're finding. Everyone's different. It's, it's like when we in one of, in our list for tonight. You know, we've got the whole comfort uh, for a sleeping bag, like choosing your right sleeping bag for your event for your cold weather event. A lot of people, it varies, doesn't it? With um, like the comfort rating of a sleeping bag, it might state, yeah, it's comfortable down to minus two, but well, sorry, but no, I'm fucking freezing at two degrees, so that's not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, so if you're someone who really, really feels the cold, you know, whereas I'm, I don't feel the cold a great deal. You know, that's why the three season bag with the, with the, uh, with the summer jungle bag in there as well as an added layer. If it is really cold, works for me, but that might not work for someone else. Someone else might still be freezing their nuts off in that setup. So you, it's important that you find if you're someone who feels the cold really easily, gets really cold very quickly, you would, you want to be looking at a four season or something like that. Mm. You know, it's it's very specific for your for your needs for your comfort rating. You know, I, I always take comfort ratings on sleeping bags with a pinch of salt. You know, yeah. Uh, Drew says, "Oh, sorry, wrong one." Drew says, "Grab a Chinese fighting suit. Apparently, great for stacking on." Chinese. Fighting I've not suit. seen one of these before. They look like yeah. a very sort of padded, quilted. I was hoping it's like a samurai thing jacket. with like a big mask. <laughs> but that's Japanese, isn't it? I think. I've seen the I've um, seen the I've seen the Swiss combat ones, which are basically just a sleeping bag with arms and legs. Yeah, that's like the German sniper DOS bag, isn't it? As well, yeah, it's like a maggot with arms. <laughs> yeah, I think I think most countries do An armed maggot, a limbed maggot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is right. This is a grade one. 
that's like really a, it's a British Army liner. jacket liner. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah. But I think that's what he's talking about. Um, but if it's not true, let me know. But that was the closest thing I could think or I could find um, that wasn't racially Chinese insensitive. Because when, when you Google Chinese <laughs> fighting suit, you get a lot of quite stereotypical stuff pop up. And I don't want to offend anyone. Um, yeah. Um, Mentioning Terry, Ray says Terry used to have a war blanket, though, Mike, as they were issued to Redcoats during the Napoleonic Wars when Terry was serving. There we go. And then Stephen chipped in and said, well, surely Terry's zeal for king and country kept him warm at night. And, uh, and, 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 a, and was it a, a ration of rum, wasn't it? Or something? Yeah. Daily ration. Love that. Two little tots. Ray says, do calf stretches, which is raising up onto your toes for 10 seconds. If your hands get cold, put them under your armpits, not in your pockets. Mm-hmm. And if you can do little exercises, press-ups, star jumps and things, but movement is always good. If you can, we used to do squats. Nice. Yeah. There you Fair go. Play, yeah, sound advice. That's what I'm yeah. always saying, because my boy, he's, he plays in goal and is a forward for his football team. And when he's in goal, like the weekend, it was Pissing with rain, he's just. I was like on the side. I was like, mate, you got to keep moving. Just keep up on your toes. Keep moving about. He's there doing star jumps and that. I think you look the hottest one out there by the end of him <laughs> doing doing his little drills on the goal line. Do you know what I mean? Everyone else is like pissed wet through. And he's like, yeah, I'm alright. I'm good. Warm. Let's go. <laughs> just crabbing from side to side, like, <laughs> putting them off. Ooh, have a shot. It keeps your energy up as well, doesn't it? it keeps you motivated. Yeah, it, yeah, it keeps the blood pumping rather than just sort of sitting there going, I'm fucking so cold. <laughs> Get up and have a little G. That's it. Get with it. Yeah. Uh, Pegasus says, back it out a layer that tightens around the waist and wrist to keep a layer of war air in. Mm. That's why I'm, I'm so grateful for those cuffs I put onto my smock jacket because they just yeah, that's a game changer. They are yeah. If you do, if you can get the uh, get the cuffs added to your jackets, they're blinding. Very cheap as well. I think literally six seven quid for a, for a set of cuffs off eBay. And uh, had my friend's missus who's a seamstress stitch them on for me. Lovely. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. Daniel says, when you read out my comment, it made no sense to me. What he was referring to was to replace the Cara Paracord as it's thin and waterproof, thanks to James at Defiant for the suggestion. So when he was referring to the Mariner cord, uh, that's what he meant there. So oh, right, as, a, yeah. as a fellow Cordidian, uh, I also would recommend uh, some of the UHD PME stuff. Because um, I think that's waterproof as well, and you can also tie it to anything, and it will take like 150 pounds if you really needed it to. You'd break the wooby before you break anything <laughs> else. <laughs> I've got to admit, um, I, I'm a. Is it amp still? Amp still called lager. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. That holds me up in my hammock. Nice. That amp still stuff, and it's thin as anything. See, cord is interesting. Um, <laughs> cord is your friend. <laughs> Better than uh, I'm gonna. These aren't really winter milsome stuff, but I feel that we we can probably just slip them in quickly. Um, Drew says Bergen length, short or long back? I think that was Me regarding short. when you was talking about your bag liner, mate. Yeah, but it's just a, a general quick question in terms short of me. what would Always you go for? Me. Short back, yeah, just so it sits on top of the belt kit better. But then, does it make said much that, difference? Yeah, really, because I don't think it does. I've got. I'm not I've sure got if it's the orientation of, of the shoulder but... straps and that. Yeah, but but my long back when I tried that, which I got, um, it actually didn't sit too bad on top of my webbing. So I'm not sure if that's 
I mean, I'm talking from my experience of putting it on, not tabbing fucking 10 Ks of it. You know, it's probably a different ball game altogether. But, you know, first impressions for me was like, oh, maybe you need to like get it tailored and have the shoulder straps moved down so they're level with the base of the long back Bergen and then it will sit up like a short back one would or I don't know. But, yeah, I never really... It never really jumped out to me and say, oh, yeah, I get now why they say you always use a short back with webbing because it sits higher up on your back because the long back didn't feel much different. But mm. like I said, I'm, I'm talking from a silly divvy who hasn't really got a clue. <laughs> just just having a go. Just having a go around the woods, mate. I mean, that's the thing. If you tighten the straps right down, you, you can adjust the position of the bag. Anyway, I, I mean, I've, I've run both short and long back and I, I can't really say I've ever really noticed a difference. Now, yeah. not to say that there isn't, but... I've not noticed a difference. Um, don't know. I mean, I'm there must be more capacity. I'm guessing there must be more capacity in the long back, whether it's got a bigger hood on the top, because obviously it sits a bit higher up. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm clutching at straws. I don't know. But I've, I've, I've got short backs, and I've got one long back Bergen. But I predominantly use a short back. Uh, wind chill. Let's talk about wind chill. So, obviously, waterproofing is important. Stops the water getting into you. Cold. We've kind of dealt with the cold a little bit in terms of the thermal, um, everything like that. But wind chill is something I feel that usually gets underrated uh, mm. and kind of forgotten about. So, what do you guys do to reduce wind chill? And it can it can really catch you out, but but really you've got the stuff on you already to to sort of prevent wind chill. Do you know what I mean? You've got you've got a waterproof coat or your Gore-Tex jacket, so that that would that would act as a wind chill uh, to 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 stop it. You know, you you can get specific jackets for that or pullovers which are a very thin almost like parachute silk material but they'll they'll just they won't start to let any wind chill get through it um your poncho again it's a it's another item that can be used for keeping the rain out or keeping the wind chill off you um having your having your cuffs tucked in stuff like that stopping stuff getting stopping it getting down your neck you know having that schmag or some sort of scarf or head covering around there pulling it in tight Making sure your shit's tucked into your trousers, a big one. You see, so I've seen loads of people at events with like all the shirts hanging out the back. I mean, I'm guilty of it myself sometimes. Um, but just you know, squaring yourself away before, obviously not stagging on, but doing anything, making sure that shirt's tucked in nice, um, your belt cinched up. Um, that will stop like heat escaping, and it'll stop the drafts getting up your back and stuff like that. Yeah, all them, all them little bits and bobs for keeping the windshield out, and using cover, using natural cover as well. You know, leaving yourself ma- massively exposed. Best way to prevent wind chill is to buddy up with someone bigger than you and face them into the winds and stand behind them, according to Rage. That's why I mean, Rage is so close. And I love seeing that. Rage. I literally make a beeline for him. Yeah, I can't really argue with or add any more than what Lance said, really. Um, it's all about, for me, it's all about the layers. Again, um, as long as I, I've always got one jacket that has a wind rating to it mm. um the new um soft shell that i got for um the multicam one that i showed a couple of days ago the cry one um yeah. that's got a really high wind chill rating um so and it's so small and rolls up really small i make sure that that that's always in my bag um but once again like lance said it's get that poncho out if you can if you have got a draft coming through anywhere, block it up with kit. Um, if you're out in the open, get yourself down in like a little defilade or something, just so that wind isn't hitting you straight away. Ooh, that's good. A defilade. I like it. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Yeah, it's good. 
<laughs> You've muted yourself again, Lance. Oh, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to reinstall my laptop, I think. Something's gone wrong. I've got, or get it, either that will get it exercised by a local priest. <laughs> Something's happened. Something has happened. I don't know what right. it is. Right. So, question for you. You've got all this kit on. You're keeping nice yeah. and warm, yeah. as appropriate. Yeah. Um, snoods, anything like that. All that hot air is now going into your goggles and, and your eye pro. Do you suffer more with fogging in the winter than you do the summer? I take my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't start advising that. <laughs> oh, you mean it's um, off? Sorry, can't sorry. Fog the mark ones. <laughs> I thought you just. Uh, I thought you. Yeah. Right, so your fog needs bad boys. Up the sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't do that if you're at an airsoft event or Milsim or well, you're, it is. You're, you're naturally going to get more foggy during the winter anyway because your, your you glasses do, yeah. are cold. Um, it's, so it's, it's the opposite you temperature, isn't it? Yeah. So as soon as you start warming up, you're going to start fogging up anyway. Um, the the best advice that I can say is buy, buy a decent set of glasses. Um, I tend not to run. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a mouth breather as such um I, I tend to breathe from my nose so i tend to just have my snud just below my nose so nothing goes up <laughs> um Respect. but yeah it, there, there's ways around it um but i think make sure that you've got a decent set of goggles i i literally I, i've never had a problem with my sore fries sore fries and cat shit mm -hmm. as a combination the anti-fogging stuff, just for any newbies why, out there. Why not... in the world of God hasn't a company created heated lenses yet? <laughs> well, like, that's I mean, what I was just going to say. I mean proper like, heated lenses. Ford, that's got like, you Ford, know your car, team up with someone. Through it. <laughs> why can't you have that? Why, why, why is it so? Surely you wouldn't need a big, a, 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 a larger battery to, to, to warm that. I mean, fuck. Do you and know it would look terrifying to anyone with thermal. Like, oh, mate, <laughs> just coming out through the tree imagine? line. Just, ah! <laughs> like, what the actual fuck is coming towards me with hot eyes? Hey, hot eyes! Get over here! <laughs> but why not? Why isn't there a little filament thing? Double-layered lens type. Harry? Harry, Harry can you make us some heated glasses, please? <laughs> I'll tell you I what think, actually if I think it's because don't dampen heated, my dream heated, wind, heated windscreens have to, have to be glass because they're better yeah, but... condu it conducts the heat better plastic does not conduct the heat better and also as well it's a um, it could melt it's not going to get that Most... hot Andy Christ no but after a while wanna, if you had a... we just want to we just want to offset the steam yeah but there must there'll have to be a thermostat on there or something <laughs> We <laughs> 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 have to bleed it now. I think you find I've just side. upgraded to the uh, the wi the wireless thermostat. I've got it on my yeah. phone. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just bleeding my face radiator. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking you could get a pair of Hero Sharks and just connect them up, um, and you wouldn't even need to worry about any of the. Uh, because you just run a current from one side to the other and just use it like a fuse. Roger, you can get those... <laughs> hang on a minute. You just want to run a pure electrical on, current on, across on. your eyeballs. <laughs> but you wouldn't need that on the uh, Hero Sharks anyway, because obviously they don't fog. So they you, know the, you know the you know the X-Fog setup? Yes. Mm -hmm. Why can't it be 
warm air blowing into the mask rather than in the winter months, rather than cold air in the summer. Uh, it could be, but I mean, to be fair, cold air works just as well to yeah, reduce but you don't, the fog. I, I wouldn't want cold air being blown on my face in fucking minus four. No, true. Because you, 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 I guess it. You think you've got to you, have you could locate the, in the fat summer, somewhere on your body. Well, I'm just thinking if you can change that, so you you you've got you can get cause you could buy heated fans like twelve like rechargeable heat fans that blow out hot air. They've got a little element in there, so or filament or whatever it is. You could put that in, <laughs> and it will blow onto. You. No, I can't. Harry has said, "No, I can't make heated eye pro. I have no more. Hey, Harry, Badger, can you <laughs> tokens left? God damn it, Harry! <laughs> Harry, can you make some more tokens, please? Yeah, can you print us a three D a token, please, Harry, for for heated glasses? <laughs> I just said that like double glaze with warm air fan to blow between. Yeah, that's it. Yes, it drew. Absolutely, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. Why can't that be done? Why? Or just have but your mate I, stand behind you and just blow on the fan, just to warm blow on your the face. air going into it. Yeah, yeah. Just blow on your. If you just blow at each other, I do feel Ooh. genuinely with the level. I hope someone's screenshotting that. I Ooh. I do feel that with the level of technology that we have. That fogging of goggles shouldn't be a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty shit. With scuba divers mental, still relying on spitting in their own fucking mask yeah. to, to stop them fogging up. <laughs> Think, so, Christ, are you talking on. about something like that? <clears throat> like what? <laughs> Is it not showing on the? Oh, what's this? Yeah, you can't see through that, can you? I don't know. No, it's just sort of the idea that you're heated film of? for eye protection. High eye heating pad, V five volt, flexible folding, resistant heat. Yeah, I don't think that the actual green bit stays on there, Mike. I think you peel that oh, off okay. once it's stuck. <laughs> 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 oh god, a twat of the night goes too. <laughs> Lads, these are shit. I can't see nothing. They were actually worse on, than when it was. On, let's go up. back to that other picture of the person. There you go. What's that? What's going on there? I don't know. I don't know. But is it, is it, that looks pretty know. solid. Keep your eyes warm at night. Look, when you're having a little sleep. Lovely. Yeah. I don't understand it. It must go on to some sort of lens thing. Well, I think it's... But that's sort of the idea that you want, though, isn't it? Yeah. Look, there's well, something that warms up the lens of your... Oh, I'm going to get some. I'm going to get <laughs> some more science. Same thing. <laughs> science. <laughs> more science. Can we make heated glasses? And will it, and will it affect the ballistic rating? Yeah. I don't think it would. I don't think they'll work, those things, to be honest with you. But we'll find out. <laughs> yes. I just want the proper proper air car blower, that just because I don't have a heated windscreen. Like the little... Because the, I think it's only Ford, isn't it, that have those? No, because I don't have it. Oh, is it? Because I know that Ford was the like the original creator and they patented it. So I know that a lot of cars don't have it because of that. They got them on the back, but not on the front. Um, but, yeah. I've forgotten what i was going to say now i got so involved in the whole comment about ford i just wanted to share facts and then forgot about the original point that i was going to make Fun fact. So that's Fun good, fact. good yeah, conversation awesome. cool <laughs> oh yeah that's what i was gonna say like a heat just need a heated air blower that just blows loads of hot air and just hopefully blasts it all away job done yeah I'm and then I'm you just have to, to deal with like a though. moisture spray to keep your eyes dry or eyes wet oh, i don't know what's going on anymore yeah right. moving on <sighs> Um, oh, there you go. Ford patent ran out, uh, and BMW Mini jump on it quickly. Mm, cheeky buggers. 
The reason that Andy looked right then is because Pegasus is sitting next to Andy just because <laughs> that was a weird... Because otherwise it looked like you were looking at me. Come on, Pegasus, say hello. Here around the corner. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Hi. Has he got you tied up uh, again? Sounds like That sounds like someone who's in need of help. Oh, he's not tied up. <laughs> hello, mate. <laughs> Oh, look, I can imagine it was Pegasus in the corner going, hello, yeah. Andy. <laughs> Just with a pair of heated glasses. <laughs> My eyes are really hot. It's very green. <laughs> can you let me out of the cupboard now? <laughs> Drew says, Mike, is 2023. Loads of cars have heated windscreens. I don't think they all do. I definitely oh, don't. Mine hasn't. No. Mine hasn't, no. Sadly we not. do have the same make of cars. <laughs> Maybe it's just that make. Um, and no need for a man to walk ahead with a red flag. Thanks, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right, let's run through that. a couple of the rest of the comments. Um, Terry said, we need some science as we haven't had any for a long time. So yeah. we'll definitely do some science. Yeah. Um, science. Regarding 150 episodes, Rage says, the fact I've watched 150 of these now makes me question my life choices. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Thank you for sticking with us. But you, you keep coming Harry. back. Yeah, it's your own fault. He loves the punishment. <laughs> He's quite kinky like that. <laughs> Harry says 150 hours at one and a half hours per show on average is 9.375 days of no-fo streaming goodness. So your upcoming 24-hour will be a breeze, boys. Absolutely. It's going to go one or two ways. Yeah. <laughs> God. That's gonna be good no, it's going to be good. It. Uh, Dad says, Andy, what's that on your hat? What Camel that on Andy Hat? Uh, that <laughs> I like that is... comment. What that on Andy Hat? <laughs> JBG. JBG. Multicam hat. It's very lovely. Very nice. Highly I recommend. Like. I've got the uh, unbranded Nofo hat on tonight. This <laughs> is <Yeah>. Fox. <laughs> Just a fox. <laughs> just, I'm just a fox. That's the Aldi version of our brand. Just fox. It, yeah. Fox. Fox month. Fox. <laughs> fox cast. <laughs> Welcome, classified. You haven't uh, missed a lot. Fied. Classified. No, we just filled. literally, you just literally missed, That's a cool missed us spinning our hats around. Yeah. <laughs> I actually get the burn. That's actually burning my head. Ow. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Whitehead says goose fat just slather yourself in goose fat to absorb IR it makes you invisible wonderful oh can you imagine the smell oh and then, yeah and guys I think I think, we're, I think <laughs> I think they're over there I can smell them Chris Berry totally <laughs> forgot about this tonight oh oh it's disappointing Chris big shout out to Chris one of our biggest fans <laughs> Yeah, never misses a beat. Always, always there on time. Um, Marky Mark says, randomly, I met a bloke today that was Mike's Oriental doppelganger. Oriental Mike? Haven't we already had an Oriental Mike? I don't know. I, there I is, do sometimes where is get Mike asked Mark if two? I've got Oriental heritage. Oh, no, Mike Mark 2 was at Tuddenham, wasn't he? No, he was Mike Mark 1, apparently. Apparently, oh, I Mark didn't one. even get Your to be Mark, Mark no. 1 of my own doppelganger. I was the doppelganger <laughs> to him. He um, he looked better as Mike than Mike does. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I love brilliant. my friends. Oh, fucking hell. You do look Korean. Korean. Sorry. But thank you. That's all right. I, I wondered what you were going to come out with, because I, I could see the cogs turning as to what... I was looking, and I was like, yeah, no, that's definitely Korean. 
Whoa. Thanks, mate. Harry That's says, right. does waxing your beard make it water repellent? Potentially. Science. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're the fucking waxing my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. That's what you can do. Pony Tony, does waxing your Crocs help with thermal vision? This is just getting ridiculous now. No, but goose fat would. If you could cover, cover it. Yes. Oh, what you should do is fill the Crocs with goose fat, then put your feet in them and watch it all go. Oh, God. Oh, I'll do that. Lovely. Chris Berry says, Jesus, you actually saw a comment I left. Shut up, Chris. We see all Delete time. that. Delete that comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike is boss Daniel baby. says, Mike is boss baby. Great. Yeah. I love boss baby. <laughs> Um, Stephen Whitehead, change of subject. Just saw Octagon Airsoft are taking pre-orders for a shell ejecting SMM, SMLE Mark III by Double Bell. Shmooly. Ooh. Is that what it's mm. called? Don't know. Probably. Smle. A smle. 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 <laughs> See, I love shell ejecting, and I'd love to have a shell ejecting rifle, but. What's a Mark Three Smlare? Uh, I don't know. I haven't Steven. googled it. I've got a double bell KR. What uh, is it? KAR ninety eight K. Um, that's a Kark like ninety eight nice... German yeah. rifle. Well, that, that's what that's what's come up, but I don't know if it, that's what it is. Um, I don't know. Mm. I've not I've not come across an SMLE. Yeah, I will do some research on that. Smells the British part. It's the British. Uh, British oh, one's okay. Lee Enfield. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Drew says SMLE Mark IV uh, Lee Enfield. Yeah. I said that. Short barrel. Woo! SMLE. What is SMLE? But yeah, I'd love shell ejecting. I think they're great fun, but you'd never take it out on a game. That's purely for just plinking in your back garden. You'd be gathering the rounds up because that shit's probably yeah. expensive. Because you run off down the field, start plinking away, and then... After the combat, you have to retrace all your steps and pick up all your shell casings to a reload. Bloody World War II battle rifle. All right, Stephen. You, Jesus. You can attach Christ. a little bit of cord, can you, to each of the shells as they come out of the string again. And then you just had like this little collection of shells dangling down afterwards. You look like a just married vehicle with a wolf yeah. training behind you. <laughs> Enfield smelly, says Drew. Oh, no one wants a smelly Enfield, do they? That'd be the worst. Um, Daniel says my suggestion for the end of a stag is to strip layers off slowly and do kit admin before your kip going from very warm to very cold and kit everywhere is an absolute pain that, that's that's a massive thing with airsoft just keep your admin sorted out like the number of times that you go in and see I mean I've, I've been guilty of it in the past as well um, you know you, you go to get something out of your bag and then you go right and you just end up with a pile of stuff everywhere just put it back it takes two seconds, and then you know where it is. Um, I got quite excited by Daniel's comment then, but then it really let me down. I got excited up until it, up until it said, and slowly. do kit. I was <laughs> like, oh. My suggestion for the end of stack is to strip them layers slowly. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then do kit admin. Imagine that, stripping all them layers off and then let's do kit admin. Fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh. 
right, that pretty there, much yeah. brings us to the end of our uh, Winter Mill Sim How to Stay Warm part two. I say part one we did last week. So if you would like to go back, if you haven't already listened to it and catch up on other things, we talked about how to keep warm in sleeping bags. We talked about various tents and bits and pieces as well. So yes. uh, Stanley trigger flasks and all that. So go back and all check that, that one stuff. out if that's of interest, if you haven't watched it already. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so on our email at nofochat.hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo. And the website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. We've had a couple of messages come in from people uh, regarding patches and stickers. So I'm going to be doing a bit of a mass sending out because I don't really like going to the post office, to be brutally honest with you. Um, I find it very stressful and anxiety inducing. Um, But if you'd like to buy some patches and stickers, let me know. And I can do those all at the same time and get them out to you uh, before Christmas, which would be good. Marvellous. In the meantime, is next week we're going to be doing a Q&A. Lance is unfortunately not going to be around, so Andy and I will be picking up the baton and doing a Q&A. So if you have any questions, please get them to us, and we will uh, come up with answers. Whether the right answers or not, who knows? But we will come up with answers. We'll come up with something. Uh, Drew's got a question. Details on charity event. Yes, Andy, do you want to talk about the charity event? Andy has done an absolute sterling job with organising this. And I think, you know, credit where credit's due. Absolutely. If, well, if, mate. if it all pulls off, it's going to be absolutely <laughs> wicked. If it goes no, no, horribly no. fucking wrong. I, if it all goes horribly <laughs> it's wrong, all Andy it's still well. Andy's fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it will be, well, first, thank you very much. I am, I'm trying. <laughs> Um, so it'll be running from nine o'clock on uh, the sec- Saturday, the second of December, all the way through to uh, nine o'clock on the third or Sunday, the third of December. Uh, so a full twenty-four hours, we'll be streaming constantly. We're still working out a few bits here and there, so there may be um, a point where we have to stop the stream and restart. Um, we're still looking into that. Just yeah. through what um, the streaming services just allow for recording us. purposes, really, yeah, yeah. Um, but it will be, we'll literally be on and then back on again, uh, off and then back on again. Um, we would got... probably lose out of the twenty four hours two minutes, so I think we'll we can end at nine o two on yeah. the Sunday <laughs> just um, to make it up. Yeah, if there's um, any picky ones out there, oh, well, you've actually not done twenty four hours. You've <laughs> you done twenty three and a half 23. minutes. Yes. <laughs> um. So we will have um some raffles going on uh to help uh the well the whole charity is going to be for the event is going to be for jigsaw um which um supply days out and help for um orphan children um and children that are still currently in the system uh mm-hmm. unfortunately um and give them days out that they wouldn't normally have access to um and emotional support um so it is a very well worth charity to give some money to mm-hmm. um there is going to be guests i think we've got six guests so far um we're not going to conf- 100% confirm everyone yet because we're waiting for some names to come through mm-hmm. um we're going to be literally doing nofo science um we'll be wearing live. tights at some point yeah wearing tights and stuff it's basically going to be 24 hours of us doing what we do best goose fat (laughs) crocs Um, raising money for charity more do you want yeah Yeah. but hopefully um because it's a 24 hour we can get hold of some uh us guests as well 
um, something that we don't normally get the uh, opportunity to chat to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, hopefully getting hold of uh, some people for that. Just need them to confirm. Um, we've got some quizzes. What else have we got? Our own oh, little segments. Going on. We've got some cot bed building. Yeah, cot bed <laughs> building. That's going um, on. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll have bets. We are also going to have a live auction uh, of maybe one or two pieces. I don't know. We might leave that. One or two choice pieces. Yeah. Um, and once again, all all money raised during the whole 24 hours is going to go direct to the charity. Uh, we are not going to take a penny for ourselves. Um, it's literally all going to be 100% for charity. So it is a worthy course and hopefully see a lot of you there. But don't feel like you have to sit with us for the full 24 hours either. Yes, do do feel like you have to. We're doing it. And fuck it you're not, not doing it. <laughs> you're more than welcome to disappear <laughs> and come back because we will still be there. Yes. Yeah. I will put one plea out, which is whilst we obviously appreciate if you, you don't have to sit with us for the whole time, but if you could consider maybe dropping a little share here, there and about just because obviously the more people that we can reach with it, um, Ultimately, the more donations we can potentially make up and, and hopefully, you know, put more towards the charity. So, yes, yes. And then yes. they never have to watch us again. It's all great. It's not a problem. Just, just Turn donate up for the money. charity one. That's all we want. <laughs> just give us the money for the charity. Yeah. Um, Stephen Whitehead said you could do a 24 hour walk in 400 dernier tights uh, <laughs> and skin tone leggings. Like, skin tone leggings. See, it's a thing. It's a uh, bloody thing. With a full burger. Oh, someone, <laughs> someone watched last night's episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. It's a bloody thing. I'm um, telling you. Drew says I'm wanting to do a 24 hour walk with a rig on. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Maybe we could set that up as a thing. That'd be quite cool. Maybe, maybe that could be for next year after the 24 hours yeah. of you yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd want to see you again until fucking next year. <laughs> uh, and we haven't we haven't hard. sorted out sleeping arrangements for afterwards yet because i don't think i'm going to drive home after 24 hours of podcasting so i might we might just have to snuggle up for a little bit longer that's right I'll bring we'll, some more, in the we'll do some more science <laughs> see how, how much you can strip down to and remain warm in the garden yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've got my tights on. I'm the filling. I'm the filling. Bugsy the filling. Um, yeah, so next week, 8 o'clock, Wednesday, please join us for a bit of a Q&A. Um, I, I was going to do some closing words this week, and it was a little thought experiment I had in that anything with the word tactical on it in that is sold as a tactical this, tactical that, probably isn't. Because I've never seen anything military that's called Tactical torch um, that's used by the actual British Army. Hmm. Little thought, little thought thing there. I beg to differ. Because um, you've got the Tams, and that's a tactical aid man- memoir, and that's used by the British Army. We'll see you next week. Uh, see you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> tactical banana, says <laughs> Ruth. Tactical banana. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. <laughs> Take it guys. We'll see you next week. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Stay, Good closing words. Stay.